Wait, wait, wait. Don't drink that. What? Why? It has ovacetol in it. Oh my God. What's going to happen to me? Nothing. It's a supplement for women with PCOS. I mix it with water and it doesn't taste like anything. Ovacetol is a special blend of inositols and it helps heal my cravings, regulate my period, and improve my mood. So don't accidentally drink it. Oh my God, I'm getting a period. No, it just helps with blood sugar control. For many women with PCOS like me, insulin resistance is one of the root issues underneath all these awful symptoms. Here's how it works, babe. When we eat, it's broken down into sugar and the lovely insulin hormone takes that and gives it to our cells to get burned up. But when our cells are resistant, insulin is left floating around in the bloodstream, making us think we're still hungry, leading to awful cravings. Not just that, insulin triggers high testosterone, which affects my period and my mood so i'm not getting my period no babe you're not but i am this episode is brought to you by pure spectrum cbd sirak and i have been taking cbd and we are loving it i'm holding the tincture right now talian can you open your mouth please now yeah i'm gonna give you a dosage <laughs> now keep it there for 60 seconds mm -hmm. while she does that let me tell you the great benefits of cbd for pcos studies show it reduces cortisol mm. improves insulin sensitivity mm. Reduces inflammation. Mm -hmm. You can go to PureSpectrumCBD.com now to order and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, at checkout for 20% off. Natalia, hold it for 30 seconds longer while the sisters enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy-free. I'm Talene, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're gonna make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. Welcome everybody to a new episode of A Sister and Her Mister. We are so excited to bring you this episode because we are interviewing a sister. Yes, a fellow sister just like you who was recently diagnosed with PCOS about six months ago. And she highlights her journey going to the doctor's office, being prescribed birth control and many other things and how she found us and was able to manage her PCOS. And lose 25 pounds. In the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Her name is Rebecca and she is a fellow sister in, our, in the sisterhood that we have. And, you know, we love talking to her. She's great. And mm -hmm. you'll hear the conversation right now that we're going to go ahead and play for you that it's we had. It's so uplifting, so motivational and relatable to so many sisters out there. You're going to yeah. love this. And if there are any other sisters who want to share their journey with us, maybe you, uh, you want to join us on a podcast like Rebecca, please feel free to reach out, message us on Instagram or email. Um, and, you know, we'll see what, well, how we can set up a podcast episode just for you. Exactly. And uh, before we go on to the interview, we have a very special uh, bit of news. Some of you may, may already know, but we have a PCOS hotline. Hotline bling. That's right. <laughs> Just like Drake. <laughs> we have a hotline for you to go ahead and call us. The phone number is 1833-ASK-PCOS. That's 1833-ASK-PCOS. And... Feel free to leave your questions, leave a success story, maybe how we've helped you and anything you want. And we want to basically play that on the podcast, on the Instagram, your questions or your, your success stories to motivate others and to inspire other sisters to you know, follow in your steps. Exactly. So give us a call. 1-833-ASK-PCOS. That's right. I mean, we should maybe tell them what 
the number what is the two. Numbers? Okay, hold Let on. me see. I have to dial it. So we I know. did an Instagram story today, and Sirak was like dancing to Hotline Bling That's in the right. background. That it was is pretty true. funny. That is true. Okay, the phone number is one eight three three two seven five seven two six seven. So that spells one eight three three ask PCOS. So call us and we'll listen to your voicemail. And now our interview with our fellow sister Rebecca. Hi Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. So before we get started and get into all the details about your PCOS friendly lifestyle, I think the listeners would love to hear about what it was like for you to first get diagnosed and how you got through that to finally reach us and start transforming your life. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you both so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to just be chatting with you guys. So I really appreciate the opportunity and everything that you guys have done for me throughout my PCOS journey so far. So I'd like to start there. Um, but I was recently diagnosed with PCOS at the end of January of this year. Oh, that's only and six months it ago. It came as quite the surprise. I really wasn't expecting it at all. I just went into um, my normal gyno for my annual appointment. And she suggested that we do blood work because it had been a while since I'd been into the doctor. And um, so we figured why not just do a really thorough check-in. So that's what we did. And when my blood work came back, a couple of my levels were high. Um, so my triglycerides were a little bit high. Um, my insulin was also slightly high. And then my testosterone as well was looking a little abnormal. So they suggested that I just follow up with my primary care provider to talk about um, the triglycerides and just kind of get a plan moving to lose some weight and get healthier. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I, I scheduled a follow-up with my primary care provider and I'm glad I did. When I met with her, she went into a lot more depth with my blood work and she really just read through it all and explained everything to me really thoroughly, which helped so much. And she wasn't too worried about my triglycerides. My cholesterol looked normal. Um, my, my insulin as well, you know, my A1C ones look good. So she really felt just starting a healthier lifestyle and losing some weight would fix these things. As she went through my blood work more, she noticed, you know, your, your hormone levels do look a little bit off. She said, um, I'm going to butcher this maybe, but I think the FSH and the LH levels were off as far as the ratio that they should be. And so she's the one who decided, let's look a little closer into this. You could have what's called PCOS. Um, I'm not sure yet. I'd like to do an ultrasound just to, to rule that out. So that's what I did. Went for an ultrasound. And honestly, I did research online and I was like, I don't think I have PCOS. You know, I don't have acne. I don't have um, excessive hair growth. There are so many symptoms that I didn't have. So I kind of convinced myself almost like, oh, I'm sure it's, I'm sure she's just ruling it out. Yeah. Um, so then I got the call a couple days later and she said, based on your ultrasound, you do have a multiple cysts on your ovaries. And that does look like, she called it borderline PCOS, but explained to me that it's basically PCOS. Um, this is a common condition. You just need to, again, get healthy and lose weight. And she also mentioned at this time that I would likely have issues having children and that she sees that a lot with her patients who have PCOS. 
That's so traumatizing. I know you, um, last time I chatted with you, you had told me this and how having kids is something that you really are looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just like you said, it was the diagnosis itself came as a complete shock, let alone, you know, just tacking that on to the end of our conversation. I, I immediately was in tears and she was so sweet and is a wonderful primary care provider. And she said, you know, are you okay? I don't want to scare you, but I also want to be upfront with you as well. And she yeah. did say, you know, a lot of her, her patients who lose weight have no trouble having kids. So she did explain it further, but still just the the thought of that, you know, was very scary for me. So immediately after that appointment, I remember I was at, I was at work at the time, unfortunately. And you know how it is when you get a call from your doctor, you need to call back like right away so you can actually have a conversation with them. And so I, I went into one of our um, empty exam rooms and called them so I could have some privacy. And I just remember, you know, being so upset at that point I had to leave leave work and luckily it was the end of the day but I got in my car and just called my mom and was just in tears you know really devastated just to find out that something was I don't want to say wrong with me but it is true like there's something going on with my health um, that I was unaware of so after I kind of got through that initial shock you know luckily I have my my mom and my sisters and our roommate and I kind of just got that all my emotions out to them and kind of talked to them about how I was feeling. And after a couple of days, you know, I decided I have to pick myself back up. I can't just like wallow in my pity and um, be upset for the rest of my life. And I did find comfort in, in the fact that this is common. Um, and I started to do my own research online because I had so many questions and um, scheduled a follow-up with, with my gynecologist to bring this to their attention and also kind of talk to them about why they didn't catch it and instead my you know primary care provider did. Regardless, I'm just glad that I figured it out, but still yeah. I thought they should know, you know what happened. Yeah. So I luckily came across your Instagram page in that research. And I mean, I was so relieved just to find some information and not only, um, you know, good information about what PCOS is, but also some really solid recommendations of other things that I can do to improve this. And it's not the end of the world. It's not as negative as it did feel initially. Yeah, it's just that your body is working differently than someone else. And like one in 10 or one in five women have PCOS and um, you just have to do something differently. That's all. We just interviewed a doctor. We just interviewed a doctor who said one in three women. Oh, yeah. Everyone's saying a different number. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Thank thank you for sharing that. You know, when you found out about your PCOS, we really appreciate you sharing your journey because it is I mean, I, I can't be in your shoes, so I, I don't know for sure, but I know it's it can be something very tough to go through. You don't know, like there's so many questions and then no especially- No one is giving you direct answers either. They're like, yeah. just lose weight. And you're like, what, how? Like yeah. I obviously have tried, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And I think in that, in, once I had, first of all, it's really important just to let yourself feel the way you're feeling and don't 
deprive yourself of that. Like I had to feel sad. I had to feel angry, yeah. upset and confused. But once I was able to kind of like shift my perspective, okay, what am I going to do about this? That's when things started changing for me. And I just was so hungry for like education. I just want to understand what this is. And it was also kind of relieving in a way, like I felt grateful to have learned this so early in my life. Like I, I do want to be a mother and I'm glad, I feel grateful that I have some time to figure this out and get healthy. And Even so I just tried to change it to a more positive like mindset. Like now I understand what has been going on with my body. And like I had answers for so many things yeah. that I was kind of wondering about. And now I can like get on the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the doctor that we interviewed just the other week had said, like, it's so important to treat it early. If you want to have babies, you know, try to recover from PCOS first and then have the baby so that you don't run into complications. So it's really good that you really took that initiative earlier on. Definitely. And and I found so much positivity in the resources that you guys put out, which really helped me in that difficult time. And just listening to your story and how your cysts went away and you know, you're so healthy now after your journey, that gave me so much hope. And then on top of that, seeing so many sisters who have done the same thing, it's like, I'd be foolish to not, you know, give this a try. And when I did follow up with my gyno, they set up an appointment with a dietitian and I met with her and she talked a lot about insulin resistance and what this can turn into if I don't, take control of it now and she did prescribe me a couple different medications first of all I got prescribed birth control right away which didn't come as a surprise to me Um, when I was younger and first started my cycle I was put on birth control right away actually because it was so irregular so I was on birth control for I want to say almost 10 years before I went off of it and then was off of it for a couple of years got diagnosed with PCOS and so they just put me on the pill again right away and kind of hinted toward that probably contributed to what happened, um, which is a possibility. So when I met with the dietitian, she put me on spironolactone and metformin. And she warned me about some of the side effects. She said after a week, they should go away. So I started taking them and um, I felt so sick. Like I couldn't hardly focus at work. You know, I gave it the week period and I was like, this isn't getting better. This is getting worse. And I'll, I won't, I'll never forget, you know, at this point I already knew, followed you. I wasn't a part of the sisterhood quite yet, or I just recently was maybe. And I remember listening to your podcast about, um, metformin and then I listened to your podcast about birth control and I was kind of in this like turning point like what do I do do I trust what my doctors are saying or do I listen to my gut and like I know this is like I don't feel well and I don't want to be on this medication like I might as well try the natural path first and if that doesn't work then maybe revisit medication so just educating myself gave me the courage to try that There's so much research about lifestyle changes working equally to metformin. So it's your choice if you want to take the metformin or the lifestyle change and even supplements that can help boost your insulin sensitivity like Ovacetol. Because I know you're on that, right? Yes. I started Ovacetol in in mid-March. And I just decided at that point, like I had heard you say so many times, like just give it 90 days. It's the the amount of ovacetol you get and it, that's enough time for the like lifestyle ch- changes to kick in also so i'll never forget i stopped all the medication i started um 
inositol. Um, and I started gluten-free dairy-free and I just said, I'm going to be serious about this and give it a good shot. And after I did make that decision, you know, I did the meal prep challenge, which was super helpful to me. Oh, of course. Yeah. Nice. Um, in the sisterhood. And that helped keep me accountable. And then I started the course. So I've done both of those. Oh, that's and, great. Oh, yeah. Um, I've lost a little over 25 pounds. So it's been working. It's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. In the past six months or like, because I know you were diagnosed six months ago. So was it January that you started all that this? Is since I was diagnosed. My highest weight right when I was diagnosed to now is about 25 pounds. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Great job on your progress. And honestly, it really sounds like you were very strong in like picking yourself up once you found out about it and just making yourself like learn and um, find us, find the right resources to know that's going to help your body. And like really, like I, I praise you for being strong and like applying the change because it's not easy to like go one step at a time because like you want to see the results right away. But it's really about being patient with yourself. And that's like very um you need to be very strong to do that so great job right and not only did i need to to pick myself up then but you know i have to pick myself up a lot of times like it's not easy it's not perfect you know my journey has been a little up and down and there's been times where i've struggled more you know especially recently with um the high stressful situations that are just going on in the world and how that affects me and my job and and lots of different things so I have to remind myself to be realistic and patient with myself. And if I do like mess up or slip up, whatever the case might be, just pick myself back up again the next day and keep going. And if you do that, then the accumulation of all the good things and the right choices that you've been making really do pay off. And that's another thing I think this is, I feel like my success is not just attributed to like gluten-free, dairy-free. Yes, that's a big piece of it, but I've also made, so many changes you know and i started ovacetol i started a better sleep schedule i started taking cbd i'm on so many supplements that i'm really excited about and i saw that you have a supplement like, all of the little things i did add added up to, to where i am now does that make sense of course yeah. yeah and that's really what it is too it's like diet and lifestyle and then these supplements help help supplement your change so that every like the, all the pieces of the puzzle come together and you know you're you eventually are where you want to be i saw your double decker supplement holder <laughs> oh, yeah, in the sisterhood and i was like what that's I perfect for one. you you love organization oh, i love organization yes <laughs> but you don't take anything one. unless i give it to you so yeah there's that too <laughs> yes i had to upgrade because i was at the point where just the simple one wasn't enough room so. yeah yeah that's so good amazing Awesome. So tell us a bit more. So you said you're meditating as well. Do you feel like you're doing all of these things every single day or sometimes, you know, maybe you don't do it and like you fall off a little bit for like a day, but then you hop back on because I know a lot of women are really like harsh on themselves. Um, you know, I've been there like you really want to do well. You're really trying to commit, but you can't do it perfectly every day. What would you say to a sister out there who's like overwhelmed by the multitude of things that mm -hmm. they think that they should be doing? Yeah, that's a great question. And no, I do not do everything every day. You know, I have some days where I don't do anything and I just simply eat well and that's enough for me, you know. But um, 
for me, what really worked was trying to focus on like my morning and my evening routines. And, and you talk a lot about this, Tillian, um, but like in the morning, waking up early, making breakfast. Um, I, I started drinking like a probiotic drink every morning, which made a huge difference with just my digestion and everything. And then had my spearmint tea right after that, took my supplement. So I got this really solid like morning routine down and that would check a lot of my habits off the list. And I found, you know, when I was really consistent with that and did it, you know, almost every day, it was a lot easier for me. It was almost like second nature just to wake up and do those things and do my routine. And then same thing with the evening, you know, um, taking my CBD, trying to wind down. Um, I like to listen to like on the app that I use for meditation, they have these things called sleep casts and it's just like this relaxing story that helps you go to sleep. So oh, that helped that. a lot. Just having those routines helped me really stay consistent with a lot of the habits I wanted to implement, but not every day is perfect. Some days I wake up late and I have to get started with work right away and I'm not eating breakfast until 10 and that's not ideal, but that happens. Yeah. Or sometimes I stay up late and I don't go to bed on time, you know, and I try to just have those habits built into my life. So it's almost like second nature so that the majority of the time I'm doing them. And when I'm not, it's like a one-off or yeah. sometimes like there's been a couple of times where I had just like an off week where I just didn't really, I had other things going on and I couldn't focus as much on um, everything else I'm trying to, to work on in my personal life, including my, my health. And, and sometimes work has to take a little bit more focus and that's okay. The next week I got refocused and, um, did some things on the weekend to kind of like re-motivate me and get me in a more positive mindset, grocery shopped and meal prepped. And then the next week was much better. So anytime that I have, like, I hate calling it like a slip up, but anytime that I, I, slip up or maybe could have done something better I tried my hardest to look at that as like a learning lesson like for example last week I, I cracked and had some pizza which is gluten and dairy and it was delicious but it was not worth it like the way I felt after was just so much like reassurance for me like you feel so much better eating gluten and dairy free and yes that pizza was delicious but it's more worth it to feel what happened better. afterwards. I just felt like just bloated and like the next morning I didn't have as much energy. Like I could just tell my body, I've, I've become very in tune with my body yeah. after Great. trying all to implement all these changes, which is nice. So I could just feel the difference and I didn't yeah. feel as light and energetic and yeah. A lot of women might feel like, you know, why do I have to do all these things and other people don't have to do all these things? And, you know, when I fall off the wagon, like my health falls apart, whereas if it's someone else, um, they're I mean, more resilient. But You'd be surprised. There's so many people out there. Yeah, they look healthy, but maybe mentally they're not yeah. very, you know, strong or yeah. like maybe they have a lot of like things going on in their head, stress, but like yeah. doing these nightly routines like meditation or, you know, self-care. And like, like, like you mentioned, Rebecca, like if you miss something one night, then you just like adapt, right? You like next day do something that, you know, helps replace that. So it's just about being in tune with your body, like you said. And like anytime you can't do something, well, that's okay. Because I'll, I'll be able to do something else to... Tomorrow or to, next yeah, week. Remedy or, yeah, remedy it. And there's not like this pressure, like even like uh, eating a gluten dairy free pizza. That's totally fine. And like you should never feel like you guilty, cheated yeah. or guilty. Because life is life and you should, you know, enjoy whatever enjoy you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and PCOS almost makes you even more 
healthy or shall I say um, psychologically, mentally stronger than uh, or and physically than others who aren't and taking care of themselves helps. aren't just taking advantage of the fact that they're slim and they don't have these hormonal health issues and they just eat whatever they want because like one day that'll always catch yeah. up to you no matter what. Right. You're absolutely right. And I think it's really important that we're talking about this because just from my, I've always struggled with my weight since I was a little girl. And I feel like for so long, I've been trying to lose weight and trying to look a certain way and like yo-yo dieting and beating myself up. And, you know, that took up so much time in my life. And I'm just so over it at this point. And, and now after I've been diagnosed with PCOS, it's given me like a, a different perspective, like different motivations. I'm not doing this just to like look a certain way. I'm doing this to feel healthy, to have a healthy body, to be able to have children one day, like, you know, to be good mentally and learning the, the connection between like birth control, PCOS and, and your mood and depression and anxiety. That was such a huge moment for me because I have struggled with that. And it was, it was kind of exciting to realize like, there's an issue going on that's out of my control. And now that I can have, know how to address that, like there's hope that these things can like get better, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And it, and you had said you were on birth control for 10 years. I can only ima- imagine the damage that PCOS was doing underneath this Band-Aid yeah. for all those 10 years as you were struggling with everything that you said. Um, with mood issues, depression, with weight issues, with, you know, all of the symptoms that PCOS has just like underneath the birth control, like bubbling. So yeah, I can imagine it's such a relief to finally get off, realize what's going on and take charge. Yeah, definitely. Tell us about some of your favorite gluten and dairy-free foods that you've discovered while on this journey. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, what's been really kind of fun and exciting is trying to find like gluten and dairy free replacements for all the foods that I still love, like pizza or um, pasta or whatever the case might be. So I've been really loving um, Bonza pasta. That's my favorite gluten free pasta. I got that recommendation from you. Um, and then I've also been loving like avocado toast in the morning with gluten-free bread. I love to pair that with like a nice egg. Um, I, I think I, I tend toward like the more classic breakfast. I really like to start my day that way. Um, yeah. I also, I, yeah, definitely. I also really enjoy making like grain bowls. So like quinoa, protein and veggie and um, some hot sauce or whatever. It's nice to use like whatever vegetables you have. Yeah. In there. I made one last night with just like broccoli, onions, and then some rice, and then some meatballs, and that was it. Yeah. Is there any difficulty you you found with adjusting to gluten and dairy-free, like maybe like finding anything like that? You want to let us know? No, I haven't had any difficulty. You know, I have been shopping online because it's been quarantine, and I don't know if you guys know, but Amazon has an option to deliver whole food groceries, so that's just been my go-to. And when you go to places like Trader Joe's or Sprouts, Whole Foods, they have so many more options when it comes to like dairy-free and gluten-free. But they also have a lot of options at just your normal grocery store as well. So I think it's all about going into your shopping with a plan. Like, this is what I'm craving this week. This is what I want to make this week. What do I need to buy it? 
And so that's been key for me, like just honoring my cravings. Like this week, I really want like Alfredo pasta. So I'll look up a dairy-free Alfredo recipe made with like cashews on Pinterest and then use my gluten-free pasta and it hits that craving for me. And it's also just like a fun, exciting recipe to make. I saw someone post that on the sisterhood. Was it you? I, I think it was. Someone had asked and I posted it in the a comment to them. Yeah, yeah I gave them a suggestion. I saw that. <laughs> Is there a favorite dairy-free cheese that you like? Sorry. Do you like a certain dairy-free cheese? Because when I went dairy-free, I didn't substitute it with the fake dairy cheese because I was like, okay, like, I don't know if I'm going to like that. I didn't even try them at first. So and you just I just cut out cheese? Yeah, I just cut out cheese. I had avocado and hummus and other healthy fats instead. But then recently, as I'm, like, designing the new Sisterhood Upgrade recipes, I've been looking into, like, dairy-free cheeses that I can incorporate. And they're actually good. Like, I melted a slice of cheddar, fake cheddar, on my burger, and it was, like, the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm still on the hunt for, <laughs> like, a really good dairy-free cheese. That's probably the biggest thing that's not, like, it's so different. And probably one of the things that I selfishly miss the most is just cheese. But I, I do like Daya. I've tried a couple different kinds of their cheeses. I've tried the pepper jack and the cheddar, and those are good. But I got um, Whole Foods dairy-free cheese, and I'm going to try that this, actually today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one is my favorite. That's the, the one, one you thought was on the real pizza, cheese. Yeah, I, we had it on, because it's so rich. <laughs> it's a lot more richer than the regular cheese, because they probably put, like, you know, they're more into it just because they want to make the person like yeah. it. It was just really good. yeah. I'm really happy to hear that because I, my friend and I tonight are actually going to make some pizzas. So I hope that it, I got the mozzarella from Whole Foods. So fingers crossed right. it's kind of a little better. But um, I also find that even though it's not exact, of course, it's not exactly like regular cheese. It's not regular cheese, but it still gives you the feeling of, you know, having a little cheese or whatever. Yeah. I also really love um, nutritional yeast, like putting that on top of my pasta is like Parmesan cheese or. Yeah. Yeah. Really tastes good. just like cheese that yeah. yeast and it's just like a natural food it's not even fake i almost like that better than the dairy-free cheese alternatives yeah, yeah totally, totally. Yeah. did you did you have trouble i don't know if you were drinking coffee but did you cut out coffee or did you have issues with that yeah that was a hard one for me and i, I remember I like i remember learning everything and being like maybe i'll be okay drinking coffee like maybe <laughs> i can do it you know and I've then finally i was like you know i don't need coffee i was just in the habit of drinking it every day and i enjoyed that like ritual so i got over it and i'm totally fine without it but i've replaced that with tea which has made a difference that's Good. it yeah and yeah. i know that that is a pain point because like we all like want to drink coffee because it's like it's ingrained into our diet in the morning and everything and you feel like you need caffeine to like to get this jolt but really you know like we're human like our bodies doesn't require caffeine to go through you know like we're naturally made to have energy and it's really it has to do with our diet you know insulin which a lot of times can make you so tired and that's really the reason you're tired it's not because you're not having caffeine yeah so i, I know it's difficult and to all the sisters listening out there like you can do it without coffee just like rebecca and totally. it's just like cut it down slowly and if you really like coffee like you can even drink decaf it's like a it's yeah. like a vicious cycle when you have caffeine like if you're stressed you're pumping your stress hormones and then you know those eventually go down and your body is exhausted from pumping all that stress hormone yeah. consistently day after day because you're stressed 
and now you're fatigued and then you drink coffee and that pumps more stress hormones and then you're fatigued again and yeah. it's like it's not going to do anything um, permanently to heal why you're fatigued in the first place. Yeah. And that's exactly what it comes down to. Like if there's anyone out there that's struggling giving up coffee, just try it. Like, what do you have to lose? And for me, once I made the decision to make that change, I realized that it's not really that big of a deal. It's just like, you have this kind of like connection to it and probably an addiction to it as well. So just breaking that and and giving it a shot. Rituals. Yeah. Look how many other cool rituals you made for yourself, you know, breaking away from the mainstream caffeine that Sirak is literally drinking right now. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, it was just worth it. Like I, it's the same thing with alcohol. Like I had to cut down on, on drinking so much and, that was a sacrifice I had to make. I had to look and decide, like, do I want to drink coffee or do I want to try to figure out, like, how to get my body healthy? Like, what's my priority yeah. here? And same thing with alcohol. Like, I do have alcohol every once in a while. Of course, I always will. But I have cut it down so much and I felt so much better. And it's just you get in the habit of going out every weekend and just hanging out with your friends. And before you realize it, you have these bad habits that you've accidentally started <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah and do you find it difficult to tell your friends oh yeah i want to ask about that like yeah. how was it with your friends when you explained to them about pcos and your diet changes like like gluten dairy free like how, how was that discussion or you don't have to talk about your dating life but if you do like what's that like yeah <laughs> well right now i'm single so dating life is not even in the okay. picture COVID, we'll find no you, one's dating we'll find you a mister don't worry we, we, we got misters <laughs> lined up for all the sisters out there oh, my goodness <laughs> You can start a dating app or something. <laughs> Just Sister kidding. dating app. Oh, my God. But um, it, telling my friends and family has been really great. I think it's been really nice to kind of open up to them and kind of connect with them on that level. And I luckily have really amazing friends. I just have a few. I like to keep them, you know, close and few in between. But the ones that I do trust with things like this have been so supportive and um, just care about me and they, you know, say that they're happy for me to to be figuring things out and being on a more positive path. I think those people who are, who are closest to me have seen my struggles, have seen, you know, what I've gone through with, with my emotions or my weight or whatever it might be. There's so many different things. But I think for them, that I'm, I'm very blessed that they're just supportive and they care. And um, my friend, like I said, later today, her name is Heather and she's really supportive and, and really healthy. She's very educated about these things and she herself is dairy free. And so like we try to do fun things where it's like we can commit, stay on our goals. Like tonight she's going to come over and we're going to have some wine that's low in sugar that she found and also make gluten-free and dairy-free pizza together. And so it's just fun like to incorporate things. And then, you know, my other best friend, um, Colleen, is just interested to understand what is gluten and what does that mean? And so... Um, I feel very blessed with my support yeah. system. And, my and I bet, has been amazing. I bet they're looking at you and they're like, look at how much better she's doing and they just want to keep pushing you. Yeah, exactly. Sounds... No, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and it's the same for my family. Like my mom has been so supportive and, you know, she's the, she's the person I call when it's like distress mode. Like, who do you call? It's my mom. So I'm just, I'm lucky to have, have the family and friends that I do. And I think that that's such an important thing is to have a support system like that and have people that you can talk to. Like I'm struggling so much today or I'm devastated because I just found this out and, and be able to talk through those things and um, process your emotions is really key. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have an amazing support system, which is really good. It's very important to like have friends and family that like are going to be by your side. But I bet it's also because you explained it in a very good way. You know, like it, a lot of times it depends on how a person relays a message to family and friends. And you want to be strong and kind of like stand up for yourself as you're explaining it and not like letting them, you know, like you want to like make them understand what it is. So it mm -hmm. sounds like you did that too. So that's really good. And I recently just had like my first experience. I went to like a girls night with my sister and, and our roommate and um, they were making tacos and um, I forget how it came up, but I, I said, you know, I'm gluten and dairy free or, and they were just like, oh, is it because you have a health condition? And that was really strange for me. Like, and so that was my first experience, but I felt really happy with the way I handled it. Like I just explained, yeah, you know, um, I was comfortable telling them, of course, so I just said I was recently diagnosed with PCOS and um, going gluten-free and dairy-free can really help with a lot of the symptoms. So it's just something I'm trying and they were really cool about it and interested in it. And it was a, a good point of our conversation over dinner. So that's great. You gave it yeah. like a positive twist. You said it confidently, you know, it's working for you. And then everyone comes on board and they're like, yeah, right, cool. She's good. I'm good no judgment <laughs> right and one of the girls even said my dad my dad's gluten-free and so it works really well for him too so a lot of people like hear about gluten-free and dairy-free and and know that it's usually associated with some type of health condition so when you mention it you know it can come up so i think what works for me is just being prepared like what might i say <laughs> if it comes up and how will i explain it yeah anticipate yeah. their questions and like know how to answer yeah. them without thinking about it and in, in that moment didn't we do a podcast episode about that yeah explain an to elevator other... pitch yeah your elevator sp speech yeah i love that yes i i listened to that podcast and i loved the way you explained that we learned about elevator speeches in business school because oh, if you're in an elevator with someone like let's say the ceo and you need to pitch yourself for like a promotion or whatever it might be yeah. you have like 20 seconds in the elevator so what are you gonna say so that clicked for me yeah right when so someone good. asks you who you are or why you have to eat gluten and dairy free like what's your 20 second nice way of like packaging the message you know? yeah yeah very good awesome all right does that everything all the questions we want to talk yeah about? yeah i think we've covered them all and if sisters have any more questions they can of course dm yeah. us message is there us. is there anything rebecca you want to say before we end the podcast um, I just say like for all you sisters out there or anyone who's recently diagnosed with PCOS, don't give up. You know, there's things that you can do and things you can implement and it takes some time and it's a lifelong journey, but it really does work if you're patient and consistent and um, just don't give up and try to try to stay positive. I know it gets hard sometimes, but it really makes a world of a difference if you can just try to think positively and, and focus on what you can do and try to um, implement some healthy habits so before you know it it's second nature for you to be doing yeah. these things yeah absolutely awesome great words of wisdom yes and i just want to thank you guys again i can never thank you enough like finding your your guys's resources and information that you put out there and becoming a part of the sisterhood um made such a huge difference in my journey and i'm so grateful that when i was googling pcos and instagram pcos i found you guys because 
it's really is confusing and scary and you don't get these answers from your doctor and you don't know where to turn. And so I'm just eternally grateful to both of you guys for, for everything. And um, I'm really relieved that there are resources out like, like this out there for people who are in my shoes and were in my shoes. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's You're so, so nice. welcome. Yeah, and hearing that is like makes it more like it's fulfilling every day. But like hearing that personally from you just makes it even more fulfilling. So yeah. thank you for thank you for that. Never gets old when we hear messages yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alrighty then, uh, Rebecca, don't uh, don't hang up. We'll talk a little bit more after we end it. But thank you everybody for listening to the episode and listening to Rebecca's journey and her progress with PCOS. And we'll talk to you ladies soon. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.